What's good everybody, it's your boy J16 here for today's latest episode of Resampling the Sample. Who did the sample better? Look, I'm feeling real good about the heavyweights that we about to go up against each other today, man. Um, I, when I was thinking about putting these two uh, producers together, I just say, yo, who's better to put them together? Plus, they've been having a little conflict about who will go on a versus and win in a versus. So I was like, yo, it's best to do it all. We sampling a sample and here who's going to be really taking the crown when it comes down to it. So um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about your boy Puff Daddy, Diddy, Love, whoever you want to call him and your man, Dr. Dre. Look, these are the two heavyweight titans that can be go down in the top five, not even top ten best producers of all time. We got Dre coming out of the West Coast, creating his sound earlier in the world class wrecking crew, then doing the whole NWA thing. Making being the sound of the death row, Interscope, Aftermath, all that. That's Dre, man. He brought out so many heavyweights. Everybody from your boy Snoop, Cube, to 50 and Eminem. Then you got Diddy on one side bringing the king, your boy uh, Biggie, to Faith, to Little Kim, the whole Dream Mafia sound, and, other, and tons and tons of other music. So it's best to have both the east side east coast and the west coast to go head to head in this today's episode of sampling the resample so resampling the sample so how i decided to go with who's going to start was based off of like i always say who has more longevity and seniority in the game and the best person i thought to go with that is your boy dre man dre's been doing it for so long so when i was thinking about the first tracks to put on my man dre to come through in the sound, I was thinking about let's go back to the things that made Dre who he is and gave Dre the sound basically the sound that Dre came out with and I didn't even want to go to the whole NWA stuff, I want to go to the, what really created the hard buzz across the globe on Dre and I just started to start with this artist So back on up, cause you know about to rip shit up Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble Ain't nothing but a G-Fang Yo, when Dre decided to create nothing but a G-Thing That was just like the sound of the West Coast West Coast was just getting out of the whole riots of Ronnie King And they created that West Coast sound, the G-Funk sound when I was thinking about Dre, I said, yo, what was the sound of Dre that he gave us? And it was the G-Funk sound. And I feel like the G-Funk sound came out of nothing but a G-Thing. Using the Leon Haywood sample, I Want to Do Something Freaky to You, which is probably Leon Haywood's probably biggest track that he ever had, to be honest, man. He was from the 70s under that whole Motown sound type vibe. He did a lot of stuff. He backed Sam Cooke on a lot of things, but overall... I want to do something freaking to you was probably his biggest hit and Drake killed it when he used that sample. So basically, I decided to come out the gate with a banger and I was thinking, yo, how, how's Diddy going to come back with that? Because this is a tough hard, tough track to, to go back and, you know, just thinking out the box, I said, Diddy probably going to come out with one of his classics that everybody knows. This, would, this is what kind of put Diddy 
and who we know Diddy of today, somebody who was known for resampling this sample, and I'm gonna come through with something like this. That juicy food from the song and Diddy taking that sample and putting Biggie Juicy on it. Juicy was that song that when it hit, I could just picture the mindset being from the East Coast, being from the New York scene, just seeing outside in the summertime of just, just vibing and just hearing the music, hearing the sirens, hearing everything. And Biggie using that sample and showing, and Diddy using that sample and showing people how it was to just grow up in the summer up here. And it was just the essence of what made Diddy who Diddy is to today, man. That was the song that kind of just showed Diddy in a different life and showed Biggie, man, the king in a different life. So definitely, and using Matum on that as a group that comes from the epic record sound from the 70s and 80s, did tons of music with like, you know, they had the sound of like Earth, Wind and Fire or the, bro the Brother Johnson's group, like, that was their sound, and they co-wrote a lot of stuff, man, you know, from, like, Roberta Flack to, like, Don Hathaway. They, they were, like, Donnie Hathaway. They, they were, like, a group that is, is not known that much, but when Diddy put that song out, a lot of people didn't know how much that group did. So, definitely, Diddy came through in a clutch on that one. So, after I'm hearing that, if I'm, if I'm Dre, I'm like, cool, Diddy came through with that. It's only right for me to come through with something off my second album, The Chronic 2, that everybody knows when it drops, it's just like, damn, you really not begging with us. Through hood, Water. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, 
South Central, I built the West Side. This California love, this California bug, got a nigga gang of pub. I'm on one, I might bell up in the Century Club with my jeans on and my team strong. Get my drink on and my smoke on, then go home with something to poke on. Locus on for the two triple. Yo, that was tough for Dre. He's coming out the gate with that edge by David McCullen using that sample and creating the next episode on top of it. It was just, it just changed the game. We were waiting for so long for that Chronic 2001 to come out. And then when he came out with that next episode, we just, it just, it just was like, yo, who can do it better than your man, Dre? And using David McCullough, somebody who's less known in the industry because he doesn't put out a lot of music, right? He's, he's an actor. He's a great musician, but he doesn't put out a lot of music. And when he's using that edge sample, it just really allowed us to hear a different side of Dre when it comes to that producing game. So... Me thinking I'm Diddy, I'm coming through the gate with something that I, I want my fans to hear. Fans are going to know it. And I'm going to think about it. And I'm like, you know what? Let me come out the gate with something like this. Boom. They don't get Nathan, but penetration Unless it smells like sanitation Garbage, I turn like doorknobs Heart throb never, black and ugly as ever However, I stay coochie down to the socks Rings and watch filled with rocks And my jam knocking your Mitsubishi Girls pee pee when they see me Navajos creep me in they teepee As I lay down laws like island coffee Stop it, if you think they're gonna make a profit Don't see Ooh, yo, when Diddy came out using Stay With Me by DeBarge, well, DeBarge, and then having the Biggie sample for One More Chance, using that speed and having Biggie rap over their beat just really was like something that a lot of us not really knowing how good a producer Biggie was, Diddy was, that was what we, it changed our, our view of not only Diddy, but also Biggie, man. Diddy was known for making those samples. He was known for resampling the sample the best, right? Um, using Elder Barge, a group that's basically like the Jackson 5 2.0, sister about like five, it's four brothers, one sister. Fun fact is actually their sister, her name was Eldra. They named the Elder part of the group after the sister um, in it. So that's why it's Elder Barge. But when Biggie used it on that one, when Diddy used it on that one more, one more chance, remix it wasn't the original the original was actually dope too but this is the one that took him to the next level so definitely when you hear that one more chance you're just like yo i gotta hear more diddy and knowing where diddy's coming through as one of the best producers of all time so boom i'm i'm, I'm dre i'm hearing that i'm like you know what let me put something that i know my fans are gonna love it and I, my fans haven't heard it in a while and i'm gonna come through the gate with something like this Just a lovely song 
Wanna see me stick nine inch nails to each one of my eyelids? Wanna copy me and do exactly like I did? Try sit and get fucked up worse than my life is? My brain's dead weight. I'm trying to get my head straight, but I can't figure out which spice girl I wanna impregnate. And Dr. Yo. So the cool thing about this, right? Is that Lebby Sefri. I think his name is Levy Sefri, right? Levy Sefri. He was a British singer and songwriter and poet. And um, he did a lot of change. He changed the game with a lot of different aspects. But one thing about that beat, right? When you listen to that beat, I got the... And it's just like da, 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 right? So many rappers sampled that beat and use it in so many different ways, right? It starts using that, you know, um, that Jay-Z sample on... Um, dead presidents, not dead presidents. It starts with that Jay Z sample on um, Streets. It starts with that Streets is Watching sample with Jay Z, and then it slowly goes into that My Name Is with Eminem. And that's when you really understood who Dre was as a producer because he made sure that you couldn't catch it right away. He used the sample that was inside the song that when we heard it, we're just like, yo. Eminem's coming through. We don't know a lot about him. M is new to the game. He's using his style, more that jerky killer type vibe. We know how we know how Eminem is now. And that he creates this character we, we all know of as Slim Shady, what my name is. So that was one of them samples from Dre that I definitely was like, man, when we get to know who this dude M is, he's going to change the game. And, um, and he did, right? So I'm Diddy. I'm hearing that sample. And I'm like... I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to hit you with something, one of my favorites, one of the, the classics coming from the Diddy side. And I'm going to hit people off with something like this. Yo, I did it for love by Love Unlimited. The dopest thing about this sample right here is that Love Unlimited is not a lot known about them, right? They are a vocal trio. They basically were the vocalist background singers for Barry White, right? But Diddy, at the time, this was right after Biggie died, 
and he decides to take everybody to an island, right? Because he's in he's in one of these islands like Bahamas or something, and he's really going through it. And he's in his head like, well, I gotta make a lot of music that's not only gonna be for, you know, like the clubs and things of that nature, but I want music that people want to play at weddings and things like that. I want songs that's gonna land and stand the test of time. And he brings some of the best producers out to this island, right? And they they know about a hit squad, right? And it's all of these dudes out there. And he has competitions with them, right? You got Stevie J out there. You got D-Dot out there. You got so many different producers. And they all competing about who can make the best beats. And tons of albums get produced out there. The No Way Out album gets produced out there. Locke's first album, Mace's first album. But when this beat was created for All About the Benjamin, probably one of the best rap songs of all time, D-Dot creates this beat. And when he slows down... The Love Unlimited beat, the sample is probably one of my favorite samples. So Diddy came through in the clutch with that song, and it's to this day, it's still one of my favorite songs. So basically, I'm Dre, I'm hearing this, and I'm like, what am I going to come through the gate with? And I'm thinking, you know what? I got something for you, and I'm hitting you, off with, I'm hitting you out with this. Yo, that women to women by Joe Crocker. Now, when you think of this song, the first thing that comes to your mind is like that beat, that sample goes hard, and not a lot is known about Joe Crocker. He wasn't. He had another name that he first came out the game with. It was like a name like um, Vance Arnold or something like that, but. He wasn't a big known artist, man. He had tons of stuff he was doing out of England and things of that nature. But Dre decided to use his sample on that woman and woman and use it for that California love. And then also using that West Coast Pop Lock. It's another song you got to check out. West Coast Pop Lock by Ronnie Hudson. When you hear that West Coast Pop Lock lyrics on top of that Joe Crocker, Woman and Woman, and it creates California Love, which is one of the hardest tracks. It is the sound. It is the anthem for Cali across the whole board. Pac kills it. Drake kills it. Everybody on that track kills it. It has to go down as one of the classics and one of the best samples ever created. Wasn't really feeling a whole Mad Max in the video type vibe, but that's neither here nor there. But the sample... That junk just changed the game. So definitely Woman to Woman by uh, Joe Crocker. And, you know, Drake came through in a clutch with that. So I'm Diddy. We got the last track. And I'm thinking, what's something that's really going to resonate with all of my listeners and all of the stuff that we all have we all have vibed and like Diddy after? And what I'm thinking about is hitting people off with something like this.
hits stink pink gators. My Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right, if the head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been smooth since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who do something to us? Talk go through us. Girls walk to us, wanna do us, screw us. Yo. What else can I say about Herb Albert and Rise? When Diddy decided to use Herb Albert's Rise and create Hypnotize and use Hypnotize as the track for Biggie as a single that comes out on Life After Death, it really changed the game. It's one of the hardest songs that was ever created from Diddy and his sampling skills. And Rise by Herb Albert, probably one of the most successful instrumental performers of all time, man. He was a trumpeter, and then he had a business manager, write co-wrote songs for, like, Sam Cooke and tons of other artists. He also founded um, AM, AM Records. So he was, Herb Albert is that man. If you get a chance, listen, he's, so many artists sample his music. One of his um, biggest albums that he did with like a Latino type style was Herb Albert and the Tijuana Bass. So you get a chance, definitely listen to that. But overall, Diddy came through in the clutch using that Ross uh, sample from Herb Albert and made Hypnotize and it just changed the game. It's probably one of Biggie's most popular songs of all time. Um, so that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode of resampling the sample. Diddy versus Dre, man. And if you liked it every week, I'm gonna come back and review it and see who won. The, and I'm gonna talk about who won it the week after. But overall, that's today's episode. I'll be sampling the sample. I hope you had a good vibe. I hope you liked the stuff that was put into it. And yo, until next time, stay safe, man. It's your boy J16, and we out. Peace.